it was, I hadn't accepted it was out of my control, like because it was yeah. our thing. But at that point, it was, and you just, you just, you're just a passenger. And so yeah, and then I just went and I was just like, shattered. I was so broken. I just went in the in the waiting room, and just like cried and cried and cried in a way that like I haven't since I was a child. And there's just no one there. It's a hospital, you know. It's all really clinical. Yeah. And it's just, and it was just, it was the worst moment of my life. They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads. It's Wade. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. Can you talk me through the process of making the theme song? Because I remember I was... <laughs> I listened to, like, your, your interview with Shitting with the door open with Tom Lance. This is fantastic. Yeah. Talk you through... Um, uh, the process because like last time I uh, I saw you you were in Sydney and the podcast was a dream and and we were sitting in your kitchen and Claire woke up and said well it's, it's just a, it's just about two parents who happen to be dads that's right and next minute months later I hear yeah, yeah, I yeah. hear one of the greatest so a quick introduction Tom Lound <laughs> DJ Tom Lound uh, hot dub time machine. I guess that's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, sometimes it comes with Tom Loud. I Tom, think, I think I said Tom Loud. You said Tom Lounds, which is my actual oh, name. You but that's okay. I don't care. Fuck, it's my thing. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Tom is filling in for, I'm not going to say his name. You fucking filling abandoned me. Filling in for. Jesus. Abandoned me. That fucking big shoes to fill. Too big. Plastic brain. Um, I was sitting on the toilet and uh, I just started singing the theme song, to be honest. The door was open. It, it came to you. It came to me. I sung, I sung it once and I went, fuck, that's it. And then I recorded it on my phone and sent it to Harley. And he's like, oh, man, that's the best. And then I got my friend Oliver Clark, a great man, yes, shout out, yep. to uh, do the music for So it you were sitting it, in, the, in the bathroom. In the toilet. And it just on, came on to you like a bullet. You were just like, just two parents. <laughs> that happened to be dads. <laughs> yeah. So you've got two girls. Now, you and I live kind of very... Not similar lives, but we're in a very similar situation, except I would be your wife and you would be my wife. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have two girls. I'm the one who goes away and works a lot. You're the one who goes away uh, and works, but you are a DJ, so you're not working nine to fives. No, kind, yes, kind no. Of, you know what I mean? Like when yep. you go away, you're away for like, I'm going to go away for a week here, a weekend here, a night here. Uh, and you have two little girls? I do. Like, we've got two little girls, um, five-year-old and two-year-old, Lizzie and Maddie. Yes. And my wife is Plim, Alexandra Plim. I always call her Plim. <laughs> so just, uh, we don't uh, need her full name. Well, We're not like, that formal. I don't know, because I always call her Plim. And, you know, she's, sta- she's downstairs listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, man. No, like, it's, yeah, I, I travel a lot. Um, but I'm also home a lot. I'm I'm father of the year from Sunday to Thursday, and then I'm drunkest man in the world on Friday, Saturday night. <laughs> it's generally how I do it. You're not at the moment because you just said you're like taking. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever spoken about it. Actually, I'm. Uh, yeah, I've oh, I've we stopped don't have drinking. To talk about it. No, no, I'm into it. I'm into it. I want to talk about it. I want to work out how to talk about it because um yeah I'm not I don't like. I don't like posting things about myself on my social media, which is the point of social media, but I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not into it. So I haven't really told anyone about it, but yeah, I'll stop drinking. I've kind of stopped posting so much on social media. Like I will, unless someone <laughs> engages with me directly, I've pulled out because I would get too engaged. But that's the constant ebb and flow of being friends with you, Wade. Like you, <laughs> you appear on Facebook and, and then you like, 
get frightened and run off to the back paddock <laughs> I, again. I go too you, deep. You, no, you'll, you'll say one thing deep. that you'll perceive as like having offended someone or something. And then you'll, <laughs> that, that's how I think the situation <laughs> yeah, works. That's exactly how yeah. it works. You'll, th- you'll think that you've committed some faux pas, and which you I, haven't. And then I go like underground for months. Yeah. <laughs> you'll I'm make like, a joke that you're, you know, nervous <laughs> about. I pushed it too far. But mate, you know, you're stuck with this thing. It's yeah, amazing. It's good. And you take and you take like the family sometimes uh, over to to Edinburgh. Yes. Um. So for so for the last I work in the UK every year. Go for the Edinburgh Fringe, yeah. which is why I know a bunch of the same comedy people yes. as uh, as you do, because I was a comedy scenes DJ, and um and so yeah, and every year we've gone over with the whole family. So we've Fuck. taken um taken Lizzie over first time we took her over there. She was six months old. Yeah. And then um and then we took her every year, and now she's at school. So we're not going to be able to do it, and that is sucks. a long way to travel. That's yeah. a, that's a big trip. But we like, like we're we're experienced with it now. If you want tips on flying to London with kids, <laughs> mate, I, can, I can we can sort you out. We've do you get done like it. the little uh, like the separate little packages? You got the iPad. You got the, like all the stuff because like it's like all about having lots and lots and lots of little things for right. them to do. Okay. So they get bored of one thing, right? You put that away, bring out the coloring books. They get bored of that, you put that away, you bring out the iPads. They wow. watch that for a long time, they get bored of that, put that away, bring out some like little fucking toys and shit. So they've right. constantly got stuff to do. What we do is just go straight for one of those steps being the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> but like we don't let them use it at any other time. It's yeah. like purely this treat that comes out when we're on a long plane flight. Like it doesn't uh, even come out around the house or or anything. But like for that, for those, you know, the time of that holiday, that is the sweet time for them to that crack cocaine, <laughs> of the smudgy iPad screen as they. Oh man, and they're so young. Like I know, like Silo is two, and she is just like navigating, just mm. navigating. She'll like get on the phone because she loves to send. Um, uh, what she calls smiley faces, emojis yeah. to people. She just wants Aww. to send them to like uh, my mum or my sister Aww. or Claire's mom. Yeah, it's nice. It's very nice. And they love, they love getting it. Like, mm. you know, they once they know like someone's given them like a hundred fucking eggplant emojis and, <laughs> and a few peaches. They're like, hello, Solo. Hello. Yeah. Uh, and That's rude, isn't it? They're, they're rude emojis. They are the rude emojis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally. Uh, but then... She will fully navigate her way around. She knows, like, if she presses the microphone button now and she can talk into it, like, stuff comes up. So, she'll just press it, say some random shit. Yeah, right. And then, like, oh, Daniel needs a picture taken and Daddy's uh, outside. You know, like, what What are you talking about? Like, who's okay. Daniel, you fucking psycho? The best hack that I found traveling uh, long distance with kids yeah. is on YouTube. You can download, like, three continuous hours of Pingu. <laughs> or like particularly Pingu, like we really loved for a while there because like yeah. Pingu is great. You don't don't even sound to watch Pingu. It yeah. all just exists and stuff. And you can, so you get these like amazing like three or four hour things on YouTube, and then you download them, and then you put that file on your laptop, and then you just got like just yeah, Pingu yeah, yeah. rolling on a thing with we, no interruption. We man. bring out we bring out all the other stuff, but really all they're interested in, to be fair, is the iPad. Yeah, just fucking love the iPad. Um, now, before we started, you said you had something to bring up that we don't talk about that often. Yes. Lay it on me. Where yeah. are we going wrong? Um, I don't know. I think it's something that people don't discuss at all um, to do with kids and parenting and all that stuff, which is odd because it's how you create these things. And that's oh. like 
sex. (laughs) (laughs) And the way that having kids destroys your sex life. Yes. We've actively not talked about that on air. Right. (laughs) We have actively talked about it right off the podcast okay right right, right. right. yeah yeah okay. but please give me your point of view i'm ready for it i don't know man i just find it interesting that people that don't talk about it and i think it's like and it is like it's serious because like having kids is like a is like a you know your whole life is 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 the, the pursuit of sex for quite a considerable part of it there. The, yeah. Just finding a mate, everything yeah. about it, you're like... Thing, and then you, and it's then your you, biological urge. Absolutely. Like yeah. as a human being, as an animal. And we love it. As an animal. And it's, and it's, and it's just such a, an awkward... Particularly, I don't know, from, from my point of view as a man, it was absolutely consuming for so long. <laughs> All I could think about was it. And I don't think that's, in, that's unusual. <laughs> I love that, you do you know? that, uh, that caveat. As a man, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't want to make it. I don't know. Anyway, but then like, so then you have a kid and... It dies away. Well, it doesn't even it just die away. Like it, it instantly to me. Like, for well, us, of anyway. course, because like when you get right up to the point and then afterwards, uh, you can't have sex. Her body's not ready. Absolutely. Did you find... I found the building up to birth as well, like as pregnancy goes on. I remember all these things like... You know, you hear these title tales like inducing pregnancy by having sex. I'm like, I, I do not want to have sex with, you know, a, a, a woman who's in that stage of pregnancy. It's not a, it's not a thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like men, are, it's assumed that you're like kind of some kind of preapic kind of. Yeah, everyone's just like, uh, oh, you just got to have sex when they're. And like, I know, like I've talked about this with um, with Harley. And that's but you've never had the guts to record it, hey? Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Oh, he's a lightweight. Yeah. Fucking in Russia. What a dog. But yeah, man, we found it, I found it really hard and really challenging. And I find that the, like, the, the lifestyle that we lead of traveling apart and stuff also you know, found it hard. And we just kind of got quite distant from each other for a long time. Yeah. And it, hard to find. Did, did you guys find that? Did, did you get your, your mojo back with that we... stuff ever? It took like a long time because the girls are so like close together. It's almost like you find it and then you have to automatically like lose it again. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah, then then you're kind of like... Like find it and then lose it again. It's never been the same as when we were first together. Yes. As like I guess every relationship, like I guess it would be... Wouldn't be many relationships where that first... Two or three years, we just root, 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 root. Yes. Sorry, non-stop roots. It's yes. just fucking roots up the boots. Yes. And then, uh, like, it kind of like stuff like uh, steadies at levels out, I well, guess. Well, I think it's a gradual realisation that you, that the, along with all the transformations that happen as with having kids and becoming a parent and all that kind of stuff, like yeah. that acknowledge. But if, 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 yeah, that acknowledgement that you're kind of entering a new stage and it's never going to be like it was before. That's a confronting It thing. is. Yeah, like in, in your head. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like I find I have like quite a, a strong Peter Pan complex, which, you know, <laughs> I'm a DJ. But like, and I think, I don't know. But it's like kind of like pining for to, to still be young or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's like a lot of that's wrapped up in it. Like, kind of, you know, like, because the kids get in the way, like, all the time. Yes. Like, there's times where you're thinking, all right, this could be an opportunity. Mm. 
and these things could happen. But then, like, uh, someone wakes up screaming, someone knocks at the door. You know, like it's yeah. it's kind of like nonstop. Whew, good yeah, question. Man. Appreciate you bringing it up. That's all right. <laughs> Look, I'll take it another level further. All right, please. Do. This is uh, now. This is the, well. This is like. This is the the really uh, questionable stuff about whether you leave this in or not. But like, I, I yeah, I got addicted to porn oh. in a quite a, a, a debilitating way that like affected our relationship and affected like everything. And I've never told anyone about this yeah, outside right. of uh, my relationship. Yeah, but it's only recently that I kind of came to terms with it and got some like help and stuff about it. It's because I was away so much, and because I was like. I just had those insecurities, I think, about like my libido and things like that. Yeah. That ended up like totally replacing intimacy with... With, with your porn. partner, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, like I have gone through phases of being probably too into porn, especially when like Claire goes away. Mm. Like I'll be like too into it and they'll be like, you know, probably... <laughs> especially if she takes the girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be a few days there. Yeah. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. What am I looking at? It's such What's a, going on? Yeah, Totally. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, really, um, yeah, really, like, and it wasn't really, I really realized how the extent of it was affecting me until, like, because I see a psychologist for mental health problems and stuff like that, and it's just like, <laughs> but I was just, so the shame is so heavy about talking about it, you know? Yeah, because, like, there's, like, this real thing in, um, in Western culture, I guess, in a lot of cultures, where sex is taboo. Yes. You know what I mean? You're kind of raised in this kind of, like, um, Christian environment, Goodness. like, this Christian. Uh, what's the word? Not overhead, overhanging guilt, guilt. But it's kind of like the subconscious guilt because I grew up with no religion in my family, but it's still there. I don't know. Do you think it's even attached to religion, or it's just attached to? I think it could be to do with the sexuality of growing up as like a boy. It always seems shameful and stuff, and your mum walks in on you, or whatever. Like masturbation. But I think the whole so. point of it is like uh, these countries, like Western countries, started off very Christian. And they've kind of like, you know, faded away. Well, Australia and New Zealand have. They've kind of like faded away slowly. But that taboo is still hanging over us. Like, you know, sure. like, you know what I mean? So like yeah. that's still kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll always be there. And because that's a stage that we're going to like come across when our kids are a bit older and stuff that, you know, the... the as Well, I'm hoping they'll be a lot more liberated. Yes. I hope so. Hey, but do you find that like... Um, <laughs> I don't want to think about that too much. No. <laughs> Do you find that you get like, because you, you know, we've both got two daughters and stuff, and you yeah. get people going, oh, wait till they're teenagers, mate. Oh, I'm like, fucking mate, wait till they're teenagers. Oh, you'll cop it then. I'm like, mate, why don't you wait till they're teenagers? You're <laughs> fucking gross. In fact, don't even think about it. They're fucking two and four, you psycho. Like, what's wrong with you? But there's this weird assumption that, that we'll be. Like just having standing guard by the vaginas with a shotgun, <laughs> <laughs> just like with like guard dogs at their hymens, just <laughs> like a drawbridge. Yeah, or like would have wound it up, and then like our old fucking suits of armor, like our shotguns, just getting ready. I don't know. Maybe we're really naive. That's the thing. We need to talk again in like ten years when we're actually deep into teenage. That's right. It's very easy stuff. to be. Um, to be that uh, make assumptions about our future behavior yeah. <laughs> so yeah there you go got some topics for you, got some topics for you buddy but yeah, i'm still man i'm still trying to figure out a lot of that stuff myself yeah but like i know that at the moment i feel fucking fantastic and our life is great because like a few months ago i just 
you know, just had you're a in a dark was, place. Yeah, yeah I, I was. And how did that affect? Um, I'm just going to bring it back to parenting. How yeah, did, sure. how, how did that affect the parenting? Oh, it was. It was. Uh, that was the the catalyst for me stopping drinking because that's the the line I always say is that Sunday to Thursday I'm Father of the Year, and then Friday Saturday I'm the drunkest man in Australia. But yeah, it was just reaching a point where. It, 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 those lines were, were bad and, and I was still Tuesday, Wednesday I was still feeling awful and still not really capable of parenting Yeah. and um, as you know like when, you, when you're around your kids and they need you and you're not capable of it you just panic uh, and it's just it's the absolute worst so you're yeah pushing them away just awful awful times and you got to kind of and it, yeah I was wondering you know you're always kind of waiting for rock bottom perhaps with like yeah. my consumption of substances <laughs> and then you're like, maybe this is it. Like maybe, you know, and it doesn't, how much more extreme does it need to be before you go, I'm going to stop. Like when you are incapable of looking after your kids because you're like panicking and stuff. That's right. Having panic attacks just around the house. And, the, like, and you can't wait to have another drink or whatever to, to level you out. Because yeah. you think that's what's going to level you out. Yeah. But you're just exasperating the problem. Yeah. No, I've definitely found that um, just totally going without i'm up to like 60 couple of 60 days or something yeah 66 days or something without without booze and yeah i've found that the yeah it's the the need to have a drink to even to has gone in yeah. the evenings man it's stressful though like because you get to the end of the day when you're mm. looking after the kids all day and you're just like oh, i just need a drink to kind of fucking ease Definitely. my mind but all you're doing there is just making the next day so much worse because I'm not know. just like like if I could have like one or two glasses of wine, then I probably would. Yes, and I'd be like, oh, that's fine. I'll have like a glass of wine. Ah, I feel so relaxed. Um, and then I would stop, but I don't because I'm like, oh, I have a glass of wine. I'll yeah, the second glass of wine was two glasses of wine. One glass of wine, two glass of wine. What's the big deal? <laughs> two, three. What's the, what's, what's the big deal? Well, the bottle's three or four open, The bottle's wine. open. Like, mate, it's going to go off. I've got to finish that bottle. I just yeah. got to finish that bottle. But how many nights do you really have of that? I've stopped doing that. Yeah, you go through stages. Mate. I go through stages. I go through stages. But like at the moment, I'm in a stage of not doing that. But it would be, man, I would say I would, up until maybe a month or so ago, I was probably drinking three or four nights a week. Okay. But that's... Uh, you drink three or four nights in a week, and then that's every second day you're fucked. Yes, for your kids, you know what I mean. Sure. And then the day after that, you're still tired. It still takes me like a lot longer to sure. recover uh, now than it did like 15 years ago. You know what yes. I mean? You gotta have kids when you're like 16, but you can like yeah. drink <laughs> until like six in the See, morning. That's the question I wonder about a lot. Like whether hangovers are really worse when you're older, or you just have more shit to do. Like I remember like having, you know, being 22 and like being hung over and just playing Mario Kart for a week. You know, yeah. like it's the, I think the immediacy of having a, of coming home from a bender at four in the morning and having a child like need your right attention there. at 6.30 in the morning. Like that's uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real Because yeah, I, w- I work with, you know, other DJs and, and you know, and they're, and it's not, that it's like it's not a problem in their life <laughs> the choices that we make you know <laughs> they, they haven't reached a point where it's like whether this is going to be an issue yeah yeah kids are a hassle man they're real but like, Debbie Downer I don't know I don't know if like moderation that's what I need to find out like whether I can do moderation or whether it's all or nothing yeah I reckon I am like between moderation and all or nothing yeah like you know like I can I can have like a 
oh, I can have like an average night and then kind of stop. But then some nights I can't stop. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like, it's not like every night I have to like drink the whole bottle. But some nights I feel I have to drink the whole bottle. And then I've got like the kids the next day and it's mm. just killer. And it's not fair on them. All they yeah. want to do is come up for a hug and, and play with their dad or like get some breakfast. Let's go to the playground or whatever. But then they're fucking around. Oh, they're just fucking around. And then instead of dealing with it calmly and patiently, you get angry. Yes. You're like yep. you lose your shit. But then yep. I've also found <laughs> when I'm in the best mood possible and I'm like haven't drunk for like, you know, a week and a half and I'm dealing with the girls and they're fucking around. Eventually, <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. Stop fucking around. Yeah. Just, Jesus Christ, today they're just absolutely driving me nuts. Trying to get them to eat dinner. I look around. One of them's like got down from the table and she's got a knife and just like running it up and down like some crack in the wall. And we're staying, we're in Sydney at the moment. We're in like some Airbnb and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Turn around, the other one's got some chopsticks from fucking... Where did you get the chopsticks from? Yep. And she's yep. just broken them in half and yep. just waving them around and I'm just losing my head. And it's like... <laughs> you yell at them, you're like, take that knife out of the wall. Just <laughs> calm down, what are you doing? And then they don't think, oh, I should probably stop being a dickhead. I'll just like, you know, be cool for no, a bit. No, I've got a rad reaction. No, what they're doing is, they're like, oh, I don't have to put the knife in the wall. I'll do something else that's being a fucking dickhead. He yeah. didn't tell me not to do that. Yes. Uh, well, at that point, they're just trying to, just trying just to see what they up. can do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it works. They got uh, me. But like you're, you should acknowledge that you're in the, you're doing this thing you do, Wade, where you do it without childcare in a different city in a freaking <laughs> hotel by yourself. <laughs> like that is, to me, and particularly the age they are, like you're, you're in yeah, the Formula One of parenting. Mate, like even like little newborns, I reckon, are easier than two-year-olds personally. Yes. Like they're on the boob and it's intense and stuff, but a two-year-old will go nuts. And a little four-year-old has got the brains and she needs that engagement. She needs activities. Yeah, yeah, she needs but, to uh, go, 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 go. There go, you go. are, looking after both of them Just like, in a different city. You been <laughs> to the museum yet, mate? You popped down to the museum? Well, no, because we've only not? been here a few days. Okay. So right. what we've done is we've hopped on the ferry quite a few times because oh. we're down in Balmain East. So we've hopped yeah. on the ferry, gone over to Darling Harbour a few times. Amazing. Circular Quay a few times. We saw Vivid Lights last night. Maritime Museum. Went Probably to the Maritime Museum yep, the other day. It's, it's a good one. Free to get into. I love a Maritime Museum. The powerhouse is bloody great too. It's not that much of a walk from um, Darling Harbour up to there. We don't have a pram and ah. today I took them to <laughs> today I took them to Darling Harbour and just to get like the ten minutes it was from the ferry terminal to the amazing playground at Darling Harbour. It's next, yeah, yeah, the water park one. Yeah, I mean, next level. Like they only they have a sign up there saying like this. Uh, <laughs> what is it like? Three days since this park last gave someone chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Five days since last case of diarrhea in the water park. <laughs> like it's lovely, but my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, the girls love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but to get that 10 minutes, it took like 40 minutes at least. It just was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, right. They, like, Salo just would not walk by herself. I had yeah. to carry her. Do you want to borrow one of our prams? Nah, we're only here like another two okay. days and then we're off. And then PJ was just so upset. Like, she will walk... For like a minute and decide that she's like, that's oh, enough. Man. I've had enough. I've got to sleep. I've got to die. Like, you're killing me. Why are you doing this to me? But you get to the park. Two hours later, I was screaming yeah. around, running around in circles, climbing stuff up, sliding down, climbing, blah, 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 blah. She's like, 
no, I'm not tired. I don't want to stay forever. You leave that park. You take one more minute of walk. She's like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But that's the... Uh, the melodramatics that, of it. But that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying, man. You're like... like how the hell? Like you, you're like <laughs> no pram. You got like a almost five year old and almost three year old, and yeah, they they are the worst. You can't like we we have worst. a park that's like a hundred meters from our house. Yeah, and sometimes you're like, just, we'll just drive there because <laughs> 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 it's easier than putting up with the fucking shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we have some parks close to our house, and one of them is very small and it's a bit shit, and another one which is probably like about three minutes extra walk away. Uh, and it's much better, but I look at them, I, I fucking assess their mood. I'm like, there's no way I'm fucking carrying you both. Because then I would have to carry them yeah. both there. I could put them in the pram, I guess. But I like to walk. I like to get them walking and yes. running around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to burn, get a bit of energy off them so they pass out. <laughs> it's the aim of the game, isn't it? It's what parenting's all about. They have a little energy meter above their heads. And, you, <laughs> and throughout the day, you try to it's use like up better energy. And then they uh, I've talked about this before on the cast, but like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a video game. Mate, it's The Sims. Life it's a video the game. Sims. And you're just constantly trying to get to that next level. And once you get to the next level, you're like, oh, fuck, I've unlocked another boss. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's now very I've good. To, now, now I've got to deal with this piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I'm like, now Lizzie's in school. She's, so she's just started kindergarten and um sitting there uh, it's just a it's a new different level of anxiety that i didn't have before about is she learning fast enough is yeah. she is this stuff getting through because you know all that parenting stuff is like so slow like watching them develop is like yeah the slowest thing that i can imagine a human doing other yeah. than paying off a mortgage <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just and so you're sitting there watching her learn to read how's she going at school I think she's going okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, she's she's pretty even-tempered and pretty bright and stuff. But, like, I went in there on the... We had the, our first parent-teacher night. Like, this stuff yeah. all happens much quicker than I thought it would. Okay? Yeah. This is kindergarten. <laughs> this isn't, like, year three or something. Have parent-teacher night and go in there. And um, they have, like, the a literacy thing there. And Lizzie, you know, got a three yeah. out of the thing. So... You know, that's fine. I look down the sheet and there's some people have like sixes, some people have sevens, some people have ones. Yeah. So, you know, that's apparently right. threes are threes okay. Yeah. Um, but in in my head, I'm like, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm so <laughs> I attached. Because you always want your kid, you want your kid to be the seven. It's because I love her and I want the best for her. And I also want, I want, and, and. Yeah, and just this constant not knowing if I'm doing enough. I don't know if I'm like, you know, doing the homework correctly. She gets homework in kindergarten, right? (laughs) Everybody, we just did it tonight. And she gets a book and... How how many, like, is there like like 10, 15 minutes of homework? What's the deal? Yeah, I'd say so. But it's hard to know. It's It's hard to know. (laughs) You know? It's like you get like a reading book that she reads, you know, patched sat on the lawn and patch jumped up and grandma scratch patch and and then like and then there's like this reading diary thing where you're supposed to every day put down what she's read and stuff and like 80 percent of the time we just f- fucking forget about it it doesn't mean that we haven't read for her it doesn't mean that like that hasn't happened okay most of the time it does but we just Why like on those threes they're like life's those so busy now. i know maybe it is <laughs> maybe we're not putting enough pressure on our child now do you have a horror story i've got a fucking I got a horror, horror story parenting actually horror you stories. actually i know you've got a horror story you've got a birthing horror story 
Oh my goodness! Yeah, so our first child, um, we we were just convinced that we were going to have the the most beautiful natural birth ever. Because <laughs> like friends of ours, we we were just so happy, and our life was so wonderful. We were living in a little terrace house. We were flat broke. We didn't give a shit, and yeah. up the, our friends lived up the road, and very great friends. And they went and had the, and had a natural birth, and it all was wonderful in the bath and stuff. Well, I guess that's going to happen to us too. <laughs> so we're doing all the classes and like. It was. I was. Did you get a bit bored in the classes? No, I, I loved it. I, oh really? I was, I, yeah, I was really. Can I tell you how bored I got. Oh really? Oh, Did you yeah. find it interesting? Maybe no, but we had a good midwife. She was really good. I liked her. But I like reading the books. I was. I find. I found it fascinating. Oh man, you and I are very opposite approaches right. to the birth. <laughs> like, you didn't find it. Yeah, I found it fascinating. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, but I don't a, like being in group situations either. Right, I, I didn't like sitting around in the circle. I'll go yes. around and introduce yourself, and oh, what you know, let's. And then you get to the end of the class, and like now, let's finish the class. If anyone doesn't have any questions, and then like eight hands will go up, and they'd all ask stuff that she'd just gone over. I'm like, you people are <laughs> fucking idiots. Your children are going to be morons. They're just going to be in the way. People, get them the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. Just abort now. You're Great. done. Yeah, <laughs> that's a healthy attitude to have uh, in that situation where you're learning important skills. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> Just impatient to get out of there. No, but like I remember it's been great. And I was so happy and I was so happy I thought I would stop taking my medication Yeah, um, because I wanted to be present like my uh, medication I take for my anxiety, depression, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And yeah, and so I don't know how much the story to tell. Tell it all. Okay, fucking sure. It's been a while since I've told it. Because it was at the time, it was just so intense and I couldn't stop talking about it and thinking about it. And then one of my mates, Kale again, was like, mate, it's going to fade. Like, it's going to, this is, seems like the worst thing in the world now, but like, it's going to fade and it'll just, it'll barely, you won't even really remember it. And he was absolutely right. It has faded. Um, and uh, so, yes, we went into the, the hospital um, because she'd gone into thing and they checked it up, said, okay, great, go home, keep going. Um, went in the next day they said okay great still not really dilating or anything like that but here's some sleeping pills go home yeah so we went home and then the next day we came back and then she's just having contractions the whole time yeah like this is this oh, going on yeah. and so it's just starting to get absolutely exhausted and on the third day we went in there and one of the midwives she was like okay we're just, we're just not going to send you home anymore this is this is, is enough yeah you guys we need to find you some help and um, and so we're still even though it had been going on a while we're still feeling quite positive about it but then um and yeah then we're in there in the birthing center and and um and she's going to quite full-on labor and we're doing the shower thing we're doing all that kind of stuff that we've been taught to uh naturally deal with the pain and it was just and it was awful that went on and on and then the midwife kind of came in and checked her and she still hadn't really dilated anything like there'd been no progress after hours of this agony and then we we're like oh god okay look we we need to we need to get across to the birthing to the actual ward yeah and we need to get some pain relief and we need to we need help yeah this is out of control it was sunday night at like maybe three in the morning by that stage oh my god and the place was just it was empty and um the anesthetists weren't there or they were booked up or whatever yeah and so we just had to and we was pretty much told to just deal with it for another four or five hours and then the morning of I mean, day four or whatever came up, and and um, and yeah, the, we, then it's the getting into the gradual. I mean, I hadn't slept off my medication. Gradual, you know, painkillers come in the the gas and the injections, and then she finally got an epidural, which is wonderful, and she slept. 
But I still remember this, this, there was this one time and I was like there the whole time, just there with her, you know, it was us, the team who were doing it. And at one point, you know, I, I, I said something too far or something. I was too involved in the midwife who was, or Plim or the midwife or something, just told me to shut up, <laughs> which is fair enough at the time. But still. And, but and then, did you feel, it's a long time uh, to not know what to do. Oh, I was just like, you know what I mean? it's a long time to feel, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but to feel hopeless. It was, it, uh, it was just the, I hadn't accepted helpless. that it was out Sorry, of my hopeless. control. Helpless. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It was, I hadn't accepted that it was out of my control, like, cause it was yeah. our thing, but at that point it was, and you just, you just, you're just a passenger. And so, yeah. And then I just went and I was just like, shattered. I was so broken. I just went in the, in the waiting room, just like cried and cried and cried in a way that like I haven't since I was a child. And there's just no one there. It's a hospital, you know, it's all really clinical. Yeah. And it's just, and it was just, it was the worst moment of my life. Um, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we went in there and, and she's had an epidural and, and all the inductions and stuff is happening. Um, and they, uh, and we get down to the final stages where it's time to push and stuff. And they, they put the heart rate monitor around the baby. And so you can hear the baby's heart rate. And at some point it starts going down quite badly. And so they're like, all right, well, and this stage, you know, the alarms are going off. And they're like, all right, we're going to go. And we got we got to run and we got to do this. And so doctors come in and, and Plim's out of on drugs. And they're all like, well, we're going to do this. We're going to episiotomy. We're going to do this. And you have to approve all this kind of stuff. And, and this, I'm so glad I did all those courses because I knew exactly what they were talking about. <laughs> and I was like, sure, absolutely. No, fine. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. And then we literally ran down the corridor to the operating theater. And, um, and yeah, and then... And then, yeah, they 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 have dress. They take the the woman into the operating theater, and and I'm sitting outside it, kind of in my gown, and they kind of while they prep her and stuff, and it's just by yourself. Oh just my god! Awful, awful time. And then uh, you go into the room, and you know your job is to like hold the head and help her push. They give that to your job as like yeah. the, the partner. And um, we we did that, and she had every every invention, every intervention possible. They did like the 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 suction cup on the baby's head. It just popped off, and the whole time, every every contraction, you hear the baby's heart rate go down oh. each time, and uh, it was just so hard. And, so, and then they had, to, and so at that point, they had the surgeons around because the surgeons are just going to cut her open and get the baby out if, yeah. if you know if that pulse rate gets too low. And so then the last moment, the doctor goes, "All right, well, I'm going to do the forceps on the next contraction," and she goes in, and, and just the heart rate just like stops. And she just goes in with the forceps and, you know, I can't see this, but he goes in with the forceps, grabs the baby, pulls it out and she's just like blue, this baby, which I know they are. They told her to warm up and stuff, yeah, but, but like, it, and, and they're all going, oh, this is all, but, but fortunately, like after all that, they were going to, she didn't, she got, they got it out without cutting her open, but then, um, and yeah, put the baby down and, and, uh, revived it and they had to work quite hard on, on her to, reviver and then um and then yeah then they then she she was fine and they brought her over and put her on um plim's chest and that was lovely and then they let me hold her while they um you know worked on alexandra to get her better and i was just holding the baby and it was like the most purest rush of the best cocaine. Oh. The, uh, <laughs> the, like, the, just the, cause off my meds, off everything and just like no sleep and the emotion. And I was just like, I just had this rush of just love and, and, 
and it was uh, it was a thing. Oh my god! I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That story, fucking so intense. I feel a little guilty with the <laughs> glee I tried to bring you into telling that story. Now it's like, oh, I know you've got okay. a bad story. No, it's fine. Why do you like, tell me this? I don't know. I what like to. Uh, it's something I, was... I forgot, like how bad it was. And in fact, I don't think I've heard the full story. All right, right. You know what I mean? Like I, I know we've talked about it before, but I think it's been a very abbreviated. Right. It was a bad time. Yeah, kind of like so. The, and then because I was. I was so wide and I remember catching up with a, a mate the next night and I just I just couldn't yeah, I just couldn't process what had happened and I needed to and I told him that story like and um I've only told it a few times since. But um it yeah. was just the worst day of my life. I kinda like you know, like like <laughs> in my Lizzie she's the delight and I love her and and it was wonderful, but like that the day she was born was the worst day of my life. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Oh man, that's a great place to leave it. I reckon. Sure, dude. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Have you got any gigs you want to plug, mate? I'll, look, I'll plug my own podcast. I've got this thing called Hot Dub Time Machine Radio. Hot Dub Time um, Machine Radio, very good. Tell us about it. Uh, it's uh, me talking to my mates who are DJs and musicians. Um, and you've had like Peking Ducks. Yeah, Peking Ducks, your, your Hermitudes, your flight facilities, yeah. who are like uh, my friends. But I'm kind of uh, obsessed with audio and music, so I edit it and like make it yeah. really slick in that kind of little mini documentaries. And um, I really like it. Um, yeah, but check yeah, it out. Other than that, Hot Dub Radio. Hot Dub Time Machine Radio. If you look up Hot Dub Time Machine on like, iTunes, it's the only yeah, thing Yeah, where you find up. your podcast. You get it. Um, right, thanks, thanks so buddy. It's been the best. Yeah. I hope so. Thanks, Wade. Dad's.